G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is the first mock draft of the season on today's show. We are doing a first round mock draft, predicting who we think are going to be the best fantasy basketball players for the 2021-22 season. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at NBA. And as always, I'm joined with my good friend, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well, Mitchie. Um, let's talk some fantasy. It's never too early, right? Never, ever too early. Never too early. We're, we're starting to get into the, uh, I think, like the legit uh, preseason now, getting all the all free agencies sort of pretty much wrapped up. Summer league finished today. We've had the draft obviously a few weeks ago, so it's um it's go time. We're we're, we're getting into the uh, the meat of it. Let's do it. Um, we've got a fun pod. I'm keen to pick some of my favorite players, which we will be doing. Yes, yes, <laughs> we're, we're picking some. We're, we're picking the cream of the crop today. The the top twelve. The first round in standard uh, fantasy drafts. This is where you're going to build your team from. This is going to be your foundational piece. And we're doing a two-man mock draft. So you're going to get a pick. Oh, sorry. I think I'm... T- have we- what do we decide? I'm taking the first pick. Then we're throwing over to you. And we're going to go backwards and forth, alternating picks until we get to pick 12. And we might throw out a few honorable mentions on who... We're, we're nearly there. And um, and what our strategy will be based on these uh, these first picks. So... Um, we're, we're considering this to be a nine-category um, head-to-head league. This would be different, I believe, if it was a rotisserie league or if it was um, you know, eight-category or, or whatever the case may be. So those are the, um, the parameters. So your standard leagues for the most part. And um, I guess we'll, we'll get straight on into it. So we're up to the first pick. All right, so I've given myself the first pick here, and I think I'm, I'm going to be really safe with this one. It's pretty obvious. It's nothing fancy. I'm going to go with uh, Nikola Jokic with the first pick here, and if I had pick one in the fantasy draft, I don't see a world where I'm not taking Nikola Jokic. Number one pick last year. Well, sorry, wasn't the first pick on the draft last year, but the first ranked player. He was on your side last year. I think you got him at pick eight. Is that right? Uh, I think it was eight. Yeah, that's right. I, I think on most draft boards, he was around the seven, eight, nine seven, mark. Eight. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so just had an amazing season. Obviously, I think with the fact that Jamal Murray is going to miss most of the year, if not the entire season, it's um, pretty safe to say that his production will be the same, if not even better. Um, just a beast in terms of you've got your assists from a big man, which are amazing. The percentages are awesome. The, the scoring increased a fair bit last year and should stay high this year, especially without Murray there. Uh, rebounds. Even gave you a bunch of steals last year. He lacks blocks as a big man, but whatever. You can punt that category. So um, just an excellent all-around player. Um, really easy to, to build around. And I think I think for the most part, he'll be the number one pick unquestioned this year. Do, do you have any anything to disagree with that? Or is it pretty standard for Jokic to be the number one pick? I think it has to be Jokic. Pretty much in every format, he was number yep. one. He puts up stats. He put up um, 26, 
11 and 8. Um, he gives you steals. His field goal is such a carry as yeah. well. I did have on my team last season and it was very enjoyable. I rarely lost field goal and he yes. was a big factor yes. um, because it's, yeah, big big size, big sample size, and he hits a lot of them, um, 56% from the field. He And look, he fits every build. And and not only it's mentioned that, but he also played all 72 games last season. Oh, yeah. um, so he's kind of really just maintained being... A good old reliable player, which um, always helps in terms of there's always the players that get injured, and Jokic now is the title of um, the durability. Yeah, no, that is huge because they're like last year, injuries were just everywhere. Every player seemed to be injured at some point. You know, we had the COVID complications as well. Now, um, Touchwood will have a better season next year because there was that shortened break. COVID was, um, you know, a bit more of a factor. Players have a chance to get vaccines now, a bit more under control. So fingers crossed that we'll have a little bit more availability. But the fact that he is so durable and hasn't had those injuries concerns um, just gives you that extra sort of green light. It's a nice safe pick. He was number one player. There's really, like you said, any format, rotisserie, head-to-head, um, eight-cat, nine-cat, whatever the case may be. I'd be taking Jokic number one. Without too much thinking, don't overcomplicate it. Just take him with a number one. Okay, let's move on to pick two. This is where I think more of the discussion will, will come into play. Who have you got here, Cal? All right. I'm going to have to p- take Steph Curry. Let's go with Steph Curry. Go. I, th- okay. I think he's worth the second pick. Um, I understand, yeah, look, his stats were a little bit inflated. Clay Thompson wasn't there. But Clay Thompson, all he does is spread the court. Clay Thompson's coming off a pretty bad injury. It's still Steph Curry's team. Um, this team struggled when he was on the floor. Look, they got a couple more rookies. Um, are we still expecting Wiseman to make a big difference on, on offense? Definitely not. It, this is still Steph Curry's team. Um, I think, he look, he's, he's there for threes. He doesn't hurt you really in any category either, um, I guess, and blocks, but no point guard gives you any block value anyway. So 5.3 three-pointers um, three a game is just like such a carry. Um, and then his points as well. I, stick, I can average... 30 points a game pretty comfortably um, with him on your team. Look, I, I, I like it. I think he's he's clearly a top um, four for me. I think there's a bit of a there's a bit of a clump like two, three, four for me. I think there's a, there's a few players that sort of stick out to that point. He's not who I had at second, but I can easily be swayed. I, like I think we were talking before the podcast that I wasn't really confident with my pick two. I think you can go a number of different ways depending on how much you want to punt and, and things like that. Um, but Steph Curry, the only thing that really has, I hesitate with is the fact that he's, how old is he now? 33, 32 years old. Um, but, you know, it's Steph Curry. He's one of the greatest of all time. So I guess that, that kind of makes me feel a little bit more confident. So <laughs> He's going to have a good year. I, I reckon put him on MVP watch. That's for sure. Yep. No, I, I like it. They should be, they should be a, better, uh, a better team, have a better record. Um, you're not worried about Clay Thompson taking away some of his shots? No, no, not at all. If only it, it just makes more space for him and he can just shoot at a better um, field goal because he shot 48% from the field. Um, and, and with Clay, we know it's probably going to go back up into the 50 range like it had previously. Yeah, I will, I will remind everyone, like this, is, this was the first time we got to see a full season of Steph Curry without Kevin Durant. Um, the year before, obviously, I think I remember he only played like five games before injuring his hand and getting shut down for the rest of the season. So this was what Steph Curry was doing before Kevin Durant got there. And obviously Durant comes in, best player in the world. Um, and he's going to take some usage away from Steph Curry. So with Durant gone, Steph Curry did exactly what he was doing before he was there. So I think that this is similar to what we can expect. Maybe he might go from 32 points per game down to like 29 or 30. 
Um, but maybe you see that field goal percentage go from 48 to something closer to 49 or 50%. So with Clay taking a bit more of that um, gravity and taking the defenders with him as well. So uh, I think it's a, it's a good shout um, and definitely someone who I would um, consider there if you're happy to maybe punt the blocks, go with that sort of free throw percentage, point guard, assist, threes kind of kind of build. Um, so can't, can't fault it at all. Can't fault it at all. Was there, was there anyone else who you were sort of considering it at, at this point or, or was it pretty clear no, cut for you? To be honest, I, I had Jokic, I think was unanimous for number one and, yep. and me, I was pretty confident taking Steph at number two. Okay. I like it. I like it. I, I, I can't see anything wrong with it. I think there's a few other players in there for me and I'm going to take one of them right now. All right. Pick three. I am going with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I think now, obviously, if you look at the Per um, you know per game rankings, you look at um, on an eight category league, he's the eleventh ranked player. But when you're grabbing Giannis, you're punting free throws, and as soon as you turn that free throw punt on, he becomes um, the number two player, fairly comfortably comfortably behind Nikola Jokic, and uh, I just think it's a really easy, straightforward punt build. It makes the rest of your draft super clear. There are so many players that when you pair with Giannis, it makes it, it just you, your team aligns really, really well. And I, I just like the ability to punt threes, punt free throw percentage, punt turnovers in, in most drafts because you can get guys like your Ben Simmons that boost their values. You can get guys like your Darren Foxes that boost their values. You can get your, probably not this Zion year. Zion Williamson. But yeah, Zion Williamson, if you can get him on the second round. You know, all those kind of players their value just goes through the roof and then you've got a really strong team in a certain few categories. I wouldn't draft him here on a rotisserie league. Um, it's only head-to-head. But I just think that he's just so easy to, to build around and, and that's why I would take him as high as two if, if you're comfortable with doing that that punt build because um, similar to Jokic, very durable, always reliable, played 33 minutes a game, don't see that coming down. Um, big points, big rebounds, big assists. Steals blocks, field goal percentage, all the good stuff. Um, so, yeah. And I think he's just as safe as houses. So, what are your thoughts on Giannis? Did you have him around this sort of area? I, I did. I kind of had him around the... I didn't have my three, uh, but I like... Yeah. He, he can go three, four, five um, pretty pretty easily. You can juggle a few people around, but I, I locked him into my three slot here. So, I'm pretty happy with how the draft is going. This is going just as forecasted. Yeah, I, I think this is this is pretty standard. And like I said, I, I can see a clear... There's probably a, a clear top four for me then there's like a little bracket of three players after that and then it sort of gets a bit bit dicey after that but I, I'm pretty confident with with these three players we've named and I'm hoping that you're gonna do me a favor and, and draft the guy that I'm thinking that should be in the top four let's let's go over to pick four now all right who have you got all for right. us now I'm going to go with um, James Harden at okay. uh, the fourth pick. I, I think it's a safe pick. He performs every year. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. That he's playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant because I guess one of them could be injured a lot of the time. Firstly, and secondly, the man's going to put up ten assists a game. Um, I think that, that was all pretty clear last season that he pretty much is the point guard and he can get over ten assists very easily um, while putting up about twenty five points a game. He, he can give you some reasonable steals. Um, he doesn't really hurt you too much except for turnovers and um, turnovers is probably a good thing to punt anyway. And um, like on the team that he's on, it's, it's just, he's, he's just a good all rounder. Really. He doesn't, he's a great starting point. Um, you can go many ways on the punt after this. 
Yeah, no, this this was the guy I was talking about. Like, and I think this is where there's that clear top four. You've got Jokic, Steph, James Harden, and then Giannis. I think every single draft, those should be the first four off the board because uh, I do believe that there's a bit of a drop-off at this point in terms of my confidence levels. Um, but yeah, you've got... You've got your assists, like you said. He's he's gonna he's probably gonna lead the league in assists. But let's shout out his eight rebounds a game. Um, nearly gets a block a game. Um, look, we can't always forget the the free throw percentage. Although, apparently the rules are going to be changing this year, Cal, and they're not going to be calling these shit James Harden fouls. Are you are you worried about his foul rate <laughs> dipping, or do you think that James Harden's just going to keep doing James Harden tricking the refs and getting to the free throw line anyway? I think he's he's a master at it. Um, look, it might drop a little bit, but I think at this point he's um, really gotten a big value now with the um, – I think it's the assists, and, and that's why you should just be locked into this category because there's not many people that can give you that you know 10 assists a game, and his I guarantee his free throw percentage um, and attempts made will still be very beneficial to your team. Yeah, they'll, they'll still be a huge benefit. He's still probably going to want to be one of, if not the leader – in that category in terms of uh, benefit to your team. So huge free throw percentage, which is hard to get later in the draft. And when you're starting a draft, you want points. If you want to be competitive in assists, you've got to get it within the first two or three rounds minimum because they dry up really quickly. Um, And then obviously you've got big threes, rebounds for the guard position. So James Harden, again, 30, a bit younger than Steph, but still, you know, 32 years old, had the hamstring issues towards the end of last year. Any concern for you in terms of injury or durability on this team that even if he gets like a little niggle might sit down for a little bit um i'm still pretty confident because i guess previously in in the past seasons he's always been that really durability king and um a hamstring it should be fine should be good to go by this next season he's never had anything really serious so i'm not very concerned now yeah no i i i I agree like the hamstrings if managed properly which you know i've said that the nba needs to sort out their ability to manage hamstrings a bit better in the past, but it shouldn't linger over into the other season. It's soft tissue injury. Um, hopefully with a longer off season, um, he should be he should be able to sort of get that under wraps, get himself properly in shape. You know, we had those those chubby James Harden photos at the start of last season when he was on the <laughs> Rockets. So hopefully he's had a better off season under his belt. Um, he's motivated. He's ready for a championship. So um, I'm very comfortable uh, drafting James Harden inside the top four. All right, now let's go over to pick five. Now, pick five here, I think you can go a number of different ways. Um, I'm going to be selecting at pick five at this stage. I I reserve my right to change my mind, but at this stage, I'm going to be selecting Carl Anthony Towns at pick five. Uh, There's a few other players that I considered, but Carl Anthony Towns, we know he's a beast fantasy player. We know that he is a, um, a big rebounder, scores a lot of points, hits a lot of threes for a big man, gets good assists for the big man as well. Um, one thing that sort of lets him down from a big man stat point of view is his field goal percentage, shooting under 49%, um, which hopefully is something that can increase with players like um, Anthony Edwards taking a bit of the, the scoring slack, um, D'Angelo Russell space in the floor, but he is the center point of their team. He's going to be getting big minutes. Um, you know, prior to the last couple of seasons, he was someone we would consider an Iron Man. Like played eighty-two games for the first three seasons, and he's had a couple of injury plague seasons the last last two years. But um, I don't think it's anything to be overly concerned about. I think he's been unlucky. He's had a few personal issues with COVID and that that are well documented. So I think with all that in the past, um. 
projecting a, a good year for Carl Anthony Towns um, and someone who I feel is fairly safe to draft at, at this point. What, what are your thoughts on that pick there, Cal? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all bored. I, I think it's a great idea. I think he's actually due for a big season. Um, yeah. He obviously didn't get much um, under his tires last season, but that, that was an injury. I think it was a hand injury, so it's not like anything that should, yeah, really should linger. I think I think he'll come back. He'll bounce back. Have a, have a really good season. I'm actually kind of intrigued to see what these um what these Timberwolves do do the, the um the full capacity roster. Mm. Maybe they'll push for an eight seed. Um, we'll we'll see. But I think he's going to obviously be the leader. He's got the field goal. He's a good guy in terms of um you can once again in terms of punt strategy. You can go many ways when you yeah, have you Anthony Towns. He doesn't really hurt you at all. Um, and he's just so beneficial in a lot of areas. His worst category is steals, um, and, well, aside from turnovers, but all these guys, their worst category is turnovers. Um, but yeah, so his probably biggest downfall is steals. But you know, if you pair him with someone who gets good steals, say, I don't know, a Jimmy Butler or something like that on the second round, then you, you, you can easily recover from that. Um, so like you said, very versatile, doesn't limit you to one thing, which in some ways I don't love because... It sort of leaves it a bit more open-ended. Like a player like Giannis, you know what you got, you know what you're looking for. Carl Anthony Towns leaves maybe some more room for error, but it also, if you know what you're doing, you can um, sort of make any any sort of value work. If there's a guy that slips down the board in the second or third rounds, you can sort of pivot and shift your strategies, and, and that can always be very, very valuable. So um, I think, like I said before, there's a group of about three players here that I'm considering, um, a couple other guards that I, that I consider at this point, but I think also... Having those big guys, um, you know, the, the center position in terms of positional depth is probably the shallowest in the league. There's not many other centers in the league that put up 25 points a night. So um, to lock that away, then I can get my guards in my second and third rounds, I think is probably really valuable. So probably nudges him in front of those other guys uh, a little bit for me. All right, let's um, move on to pick number six. Over to you, Cal. Ooh, it's a tough pick. Here we it's go. A tough pick. Um, I, I would, I would definitely consider a few people at this pick. Um, my opinion may change closer to the draft, but at this point, I'm, I'm feeling okay taking Kevin Durant. Yeah, okay. I think, I think we take Kevin Durant at this point because he's obviously proven that his Achilles is not going to be an issue with him at all. He, he should be able to play minutes. He should be resting many games, which was a concern going into last season. That's why he got pushed back to a second round pick. Um, I. He looks great. Well, let's be honest. He looks like the best player in the world. Um, he can put up, you know, your 27, 28 points a game, seven rebounds, five assists, and he can give you the defensive stats too. The old, like one block, one steal. He gets up to about one and a half blocks as well, which in fantasy is hugely valuable. So he's, um, once again, a great first round pick. Uh, you can't really go wrong with him because you can take so many strategies afterwards. And he is, he's probably going to be in the title team. So let's go uh, team Kevin Durant. The title team. Did you did you slip the one in there? That was a that was a little <laughs> sneaky one there, Kel. Do, do you want to put something to that? Um, look, I'm I'm pretty confident that um Kevin Durant will. Are we talking like NBA championship or fantasy? Oh, NBA championship. I mean, I mean, I'm very confident that the Nets will win. Their team is very good. Do you, do you want to throw one of these on it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. I'm not I'm not scared. Health permitting, I would say. I think I think if they are healthy, they they're, they're going to be really really hard to beat. Obviously, I think the only reason that they didn't win last year was obviously he didn't have much help from his teammates. But um, coming back to fantasy, look, he's he's someone I'm not sure about. Hey, it's 
Obviously, last year he was the fourth-ranked player on a per-game basis. Only played the 35 games. Um, you know, there was a few little niggles here and there, a couple of restings, and uh, there might have even been some COVID things I can't quite remember from, from this team. But So, you know, nearly just half the season uh, for Kevin Durant. So even though the, the you would expect the Achilles to be behind him, he obviously looks like a beast in the playoffs, played heavy minutes. So that gives you confidence uh, moving forward into this season. I just don't know. I don't know if there's still a little bit of risk there. He he is again older, but probably you know same age as Steph and and James Harden and all those sort of guys. But um, I am confident that he is. You know, obviously, I still think that he's the best player in the world, so he'll be fine from that respect. I don't know. I think I would have him a little bit later in terms of my risk tolerance uh, for this point. Well, which is fair, and that's why he slid last season. Last season, he was a second-round pick for that reason. Yeah. But I, I just feel like, look, he's proved himself now. Is he, he looks amazing, and um, there's no real reason for him to rest these games anymore. Yeah. So, I definitely think he's a first-round pick. I 100% think he's a first-round pick. For me, he's probably more pick nine. That's where I'm starting to consider him because I feel a bit safer with a few of these other guys ahead. And I don't think there's too much of a gap between him and these other two players that, that I've got in this sort of like tier at the moment. Um, although I do love me some Kevin Durant. And and like a few of the other guys we mentioned, he's a he's an all-rounder. He's a positive contributor into every single stat except for um, steals. So his steals at 0.7, which has been higher historically in his career. So that could even come back up this season. Um, usually he's a positive contributor in every single stat. So you've got options when it comes back to the second round, like we said with Carlton Towns, you can pick your poison. If someone slips, you can then pivot your strategy and, and punt based on that. So, um, But he probably probably rises a little bit higher in terms of rotisserie for me for that reason as well. So if you're in a roto league, yeah, I think this is a good spot to take Kevin Durant. All right, let's go on to, where are we up to? Pick number seven. All right, at pick seven, again, this is one of those guards that I mentioned before, and it is Damian Lillard. I am taking that pick seven. Good old Dame Lillard, Dame Dollar. He, he's um, he's a bit forgotten sometimes, I think, in fantasy circles, um, but he just gets, he gets it done every year, puts up huge scoring, huge threes, good assists. Um, the rebounds are okay for a guard. The free throw percentage is massive. Um, 92% on 7.2 attempts. He was the seventh-ranked player last year in eight category leagues. Um, just the best point guard after Steph Curry in fantasy basketball. Um, you could, you know, mention Curry Irving there, but obviously you've got the injury concerns. But um, you know, someone played 67 games last year, durable. Uh, I just, I just think that it's a, it's a nice first-round pick with with little risk and um, just very, very high upside. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's elite in scoring and three-pointers. So I feel like at, at that point, um, and then even assists are pretty good. He got up to seven and a half yeah. assists last season, which is um, probably a season high for him. That's really good value. Is three-throw percentage. He got shot about 93% from a three-throw, which Massive. is pretty damn good when you're um, taking 7.2 a game. So His best category um, was actually um, the free-throw percentage. He was the highest contributor in terms of categories out of every player that, that last year. So the biggest boost in free-throw percentage was Damian Lillard. So pretty much when you get him, obviously you're locked into your three throw, three pointers, um, and I guess points and assists. Yeah. So you're, you're there's punting. about four different categories you can punt there. So yeah, you you're, you're can punting, punt steals, you're blocks. Probably, you're probably going to be punting rebounds. blocks. You're probably going to be punting rebounds. You got options. Maybe steals. Um, but yeah, you you can, you can choose to maybe save one or two of those categories. But uh, one of those three, you're probably looking at punting depending on who comes back to you. Exactly. 
Um, so look, I, I think it's a good pick. Once again, he's, he's safe every year. You can never go wrong with Dame Lillard. He's always healthy. He plays a lot of minutes. Reliable. I, I've had him on a championship team before, so it, it's it's possible. One hundred percent, one hundred percent is possible. Did you have him around this sort of area? Were you thinking um, this is sort of the right spot for him? When I got him, it was actually um, this is actually a few years ago, and this is when I picked him up on like the twelfth pick. I got the yeah. got him in the turnaround. I got him and Paul George. Oh, I remember. Turnaround. I went for a soft uh, field goal punt, and uh, that won me the league that year. I do. I do remember that. That that was a good good turn. Good pick on the turn there for you that year. Um, what, what about this year? Do you think like pick seven, pick six, do you think that's sort of the, the right area for him? Maybe pick eight in some leagues? Yeah, I'd say six to eight. He shouldn't yeah. be going. He shouldn't be going after eight. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think if he's going after eight, you're getting an absolute steal at that pick because um, he's, you know, a, a pretty much guarantee for a top 10 production. And, um, you know, the, the downside is, is very minimal. All right, let's move on to, where are we up to? Pick number eight. Over to you, Callum. Right. Um, it looked once again a lot of players here to consider. Um, I'm I could take a gamble here. Uh, I guess both my picks right now are a little bit of a gamble. Um, so it's just depends on who I want. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with um, Joel Embiid. Okay. I'm gonna go Joel Embiid. I'm I'm assuming that this whole half torn meniscus is totally fine. I, I looked it up. I couldn't see any news. So I assume he's there. He um, was definitely a runaway MVP at the league until he went down and Jokic stole it from him. Um, and his stats are really, really good on a per game basis. Joel Embiid is incredibly good. Massive fifth overall last year. And and like look, look, he carries in points, twenty eight points, ten rebounds. Um, for a big man, he gives you reasonable assists at about three a game, one steal, one point four blocks. Um, he, he's a killer. Really good on the three throw percentage as well because he yep. takes so many. Huge. And he shoots. He shot eighty six percent last season. So. Once again, great foundation piece. Um, there is a bit of an injury concern. Let's face it; that's he's got that yeah. reputation. Um, but that being said, um, if, if he's healthy during playoff time, you've got one of the best per game monsters fantasy wise. Yeah. Again, look, I, I like that you're being bold here. I like you're being bold in our in our <laughs> first round mock draft. No consequences with the mock draft, so <laughs> you, you can afford to throw these darts out there. Personally, again, he, I think, I think it's a bit before I'm comfortable drafting him. I guess maybe I'm just really cautious in my first round because the saying I like to live by is you can't win your draft on the first pick, but you can definitely lose it. Um, and I think that that applies with some of these guys like Embiid who undeniably has an injury risk. We know that he's an excellent fantasy player. We know that, obviously. Um, look, there's even some upside built in when you know if or when Ben Simmons gets traded. You know, maybe his uh, rebounds go up, his assists go up as a result. Um, you know, Ben Simmons was getting a lot of those every game. So, look, I like the pick. I think it's it's obviously around that point that you start considering him. There is one player still left on the board that I, I definitely would take over him. Um, I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably around the, the, the spot that I would, I would be considering him. Uh, I guess it just depends on your tolerance and risk adverseness, if that's a word. <laughs> Well, I'm interested to see who you're going to take next. All right, let's. Well, let's let's go on to. It. Let's not delay. Keep keep everyone in suspense. All right, with with the ninth pick, I'm going to be taking Luka Doncic. Um, he is someone who I can definitely see people actually taking higher than this. I think some people might out there be thinking, "What the hell have you done with Luka? Why is he going to nine? And then they might have him inside their top three or four. Um, look, the deficiencies are there. He 
Last year, he was the 18th ranked player in an eight-category league. Obviously, percentages, lack of defensive stats are a concern. But the man's putting up 28, 8, and 8 with three threes. He gets a steal. If that free throw percentage comes good, he's averaging 30 points a game, and he's shooting over seven attempts a game. And I've got to assume at some point, one of these seasons, he's going to average 80% from the line. And he's going to stick there because he's a good shooter. It's, it's really weird that he's shooting so poorly from the line and he, get, he gets there so often. However, I don't think you can bake on that. I think if you're drafting Luca, you're a punt free throw percentage team because it is a big negative uh, when you're sh- shooting that many attempts. It's by far his worst category outside of his um, turnovers. I'm someone who automatically punts turnovers, so I don't really care about that anyway. But I think um, with Luca, you're, you're looking at punting uh, free throw percentage and um, potentially maybe punting steals as well if, if you're getting him and maybe a solid big man in the second round. But um, durable, he's going to have the ball in his hands. They're going to be fighting for the, to get into the playoffs. So uh, I think he's a, he's a fairly safe pick to, to repeat those numbers from last year. Yeah, look, I just I decided I made a rule. I'm not taking Luca inside of the top 10. I, well, maybe my 10th pick, but not a single digit. I just decided he's hard to build around, man. He, he's really hard. There's other people like Joel Embiid who on a per-game basis, you know what you're getting every night. Yeah. And um, I guess you, you do with Luca, but it's just the three throws really do hurt. The turnovers hurt. The steals and, and blocks obviously don't help. There's, there's a lot of things there that are really just um, insufficient. I mean, yeah, look, the points, rebounds, and assists are great. But outside of those, because even his field goal isn't that good either. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, he's a really kind of hard guy to build around and, and win. And, and I think because he puts up those big three stats, um, a lot of people are kind of a reaching for him. Like, he, he was ranked 37 last season, and that's him putting up amazing stats like he always is. And, and the one thing is, yeah, look, it's the free throws. I'm kind of convinced this is who he is. Um, rookie season, he shot 71%. It's his um, fourth year, though. It's, he's coming into his fourth year, you know, like. He's, yeah, he's okay, first guy. year, 72%. Second year, 76%. Last season, 73%. There's no improvement there. It's yeah. consistency. I'm, I'm not saying you expect an improvement in free throw percentage, but it could come and be a massive bonus. Um, and in a punt free throw percentage build, well, if you're punting free throw percentage and turnovers, which I think you have to with Luca, he's the sixth best player in the league. Um, and I, I understand, yeah, you probably are right that he is harder to build around than someone like a Giannis where you just go, bang, free throws, threes, done. That's what I'm looking at. Because Luca gives you that three value, you're now sort of a bit like, oh, okay, what kind of players work well with Luca? Um, but I just think that he's he's too good of a talent, and the fact that he's he played sixty six games last year with all those other guys in terms of question marks around their health and and consistency, I I just rather would take Luca. He's a young player. He's probably going to push through a few of those niggles more. They need they need him if they're going to be competitive in in the Western Conference. Um, so that's why yeah, I just feel more comfortable with him than someone like an Embiid or a, probably on a lesser scale Kevin Durant. But but yeah, definitely more more comfortable with him than Embiid. Yeah, well, I guess on a night-to-night basis, you are getting reliability because he's number one guy. He hasn't shown that he gets injured much either. So um, that's a big positive. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's the biggest thing for me. I think uh, what we've learned from this is I'm I'm a bit more risk-adverse than than you in the first round here, Cal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I took Embiid. Uh, I think it's always, it depends. It depends on, like every season, everyone's got different opinions, which which is fine. Yeah. 
No, I like it. I like it. I think I think all these guys are going there and abouts where that where they should go. All right, yeah. let's go on to the next pick. Pick what are we up to? Pick number Is this ten? Yeah, I think so. We're up to Let me just make sure I've got this correct. Pick number nine, I think. Oh no. Pick number ten. No, it's gonna be ten. Pick, I'm, pick I'm evens. 10. I'm yeah. evens your odds. All let's right, go. Here we go. Pick ten. <laughs> all right. All right. Um I feel like I think this is a good pick. I would have taken this guy above Luca. I'm going to put that on the record. Okay. I've got a steal here. All right. An absolute steal. Value. Um, I've got I got Anthony Davis. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Okay. I was um, wondering when he was going to show up in our in our in our draft. And and the fact he's fallen to the ten, I think it's a huge steal. That this man has been like top five value for many years. He had an off season last season, yes, but people need to realize that it was in a smaller sample size. It was only 36 games yep. and he didn't play well and he was unhealthy for a lot of those 36 games, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and he is someone that um, sometimes struggles to stay healthy. Um, not, nothing major, but always seems to have like a rolled ankle here or a contusion on his hand there, you know, just these <laughs> weird injuries. Like he always seems to have something. So I, I do think at some point we've just got to factor that in a little bit. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I feel like for an 82-game season, you're only going to get him for, let's say, high 60s. Like, he's probably going to miss a good 15 games. That's probably um, fair. I think, once again, I think last season was an anomaly, though, and that is yeah. why he's falling. And I think he is still definitely a top 10 pick, and he shouldn't be falling after the 10. He's so good at blocks. Um, but last season, he only put up 1.6 blocks a game, um, but previously, his it was over two blocks a game for so often it was 2.6, 2.4. Uh, yeah, that was 2. the first, first season in his entire career that he's been under two blocks a game, including his rookie season. Exactly. Um, so so. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty harsh. Um, and then, look, I understand Russell Westbrook's there. Maybe it's going to steal some rebounds, steal some, some points. I mean, yes, I can still understand that argument, but I still believe that with the blocks that he's putting up, um, he also took a diminishing value of his free throw percentage, which once again I think was anomaly yeah. Really random. He's been Free over, throws. yeah. He's been over eighty percent most most years of his career. Uh, even the ones that he's dipped below eighty percent. There was one year in eighteen nineteen where he was seventy nine and a half percent. I think his uh, earlier season in fifteen sixteen he was seventy six percent. So um, yeah, good free throw percentage shooter. So that I think that again a, a bit of an anomaly. Exactly, exactly. And, and I just think his field goal got with Westbrook. Westbrook's really he's actually one of the best guys to do um, like assists inside the paint and he's going to be doing that with Anthony Davis. So if anything, his field goal would definitely go up. Um, he doesn't hurt you really anywhere usually except for assists, I guess you could argue, but threes. even then for a big man, he's putting up about three, which isn't even that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think threes and assists, if you punt those categories, um, you, you're looking at a pretty strong punt, get a punt build. And they're, they're two things that you can punt pretty, pretty easily together. Um, you know, you, you get a few big guys, you get a few guards that fit that sort of mold, prioritize them up your board. Yeah, I, th- I think this is exactly where I would want him to go. Um, I think this is where he should go. You've got to factor in the fact that he, he did have an offseason and maybe, you know, the addition of Westbrook is a negative. Uh, the fact that he still only scored 22 points a game, which is his lowest in the last six seasons. So there, there are red flags, but I, I do tend to agree with you um, that he, he's going to bounce back. So that's why... You know, ranked 29th last year, we're still taking him inside the top 10. I think that's that's fair enough. Um, it just means that he's not the top five or four pick that which he was uh, prior to this season. 
Um, so no no arguments from me there. Let's move on to the 11th pick, my last pick of the first round mock draft. All right, I am going to select um, someone who was not a first rounder last year who has moved up into the first round this year, and it is Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think, look, Westbrook's gone. He's on to the Lakers now. He's off the Wizards. Yes, they, they've got a few other pieces, but this is Bradley Beal's team. Um, second in the league in scoring last year. Uh, I think those assists are going to come back to over six a game where they were um, in his uh, year beforehand, before Westbrook got there. Um, just looking up where he finished the year. He was 12th ranked in the league last year without Westbrook, so I just see that as his flaw. He's durable. He's the only player on this team that can really get his own shot outside of Spencer. Dinwiddie um, plays big minutes. They're going to need him if they want to get into the playoffs, and they'll be fighting to get into those playoffs or the play-in game. So I'm confident in his availability in the fantasy playoffs. So I think that he is 100% a first-round pick this year in Bradley Beal. What, what are your thoughts on Bradley uh, coming into this season? Yeah, I totally agree. I think he'll mirror somewhat of what he did before Westbrook was around. And, and when he did that, he um, you know put up 30 points a game. He obviously did that last season again. But this, the assist is um, obviously going to take a jump. Yep. And I, I, you could say the field goal is going to take a bit of a dip. But with the value you're getting for him, I think it's really good. You can go a few angles to him as well. You, you could punt field goal. You could punt steals, blocks, um, like Kemba, other guards, rebounds. But um, the, the one big factor for him is definitely the the points and – um, I guess the threes um, and then you get pretty good assists. So he, he's a great pick. Um, I, I like Bradley Bill. He's definitely a first rounder in my eyes this season. Yeah. I, I think like getting 30 points a game is just so valuable at this point of the, the draft. Like you need your points early. I can't stress that enough. If you don't get points early in the draft, don't bother because you're not going to be able to find them late. There's only there's only a handful of players that can get you those big points, 25 plus points a game. You know, I've, off the top of my head, you've got Colin Sexton or players like that. But outside of that, you, you just can't find it. So to get the the second highest point scorer in the league, might even be the top scorer in the league with Clay coming back to Golden State uh, and Westbrook gone from this team. I can see him yeah, leading the league in scoring. Um, extra two assists per night. Yeah, sure, the field goal percentage might come down. But I think I think with, with Beal, like you said, uh, I think he's a punt field goal percentage guy. And in the second round, in a couple of picks, if I'm getting him at 11, there's a lot of guys that I can get at this point that would be really, really nice to pair with him in a punt field goal percentage build. Um, all right, let's move on to the last pick in the first round, pick number 12. Over to you, Cal. I'm going to have to go with Paul George. Let's go with Paul George. I think he's a first-rounder this season. I yes, like he's the 12th pick, but Paul George will be a first-rounder. There's no Kawhi. He, he's gone, so this is yeah. very much Paul George's team. And I guess, importantly, I don't believe there's any... Um, You could fact-check me on this, but uh, there's definitely no draft picks anytime soon for the Clippers, so it's not really in their interest no, to they're punt. Not, yeah, they're not, they're not tanking, I think. No, there's put Paul George out there. He'll, he's going to put up stats. Um, we've seen what he can do. He, 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 he usually can put up this kind of value, like the 10 value in terms of he'll put up good points it'll be over 25 points a game i guarantee yep. it on, on a reasonable kind of efficiency from field Take goal that for that. free throw oh, percentage sorry. has always been really good he put up five assists a game last season um which is pretty damn good um i don't really expect that from him usually that's probably a season high at least. like it's pretty good but um on the team that he's on i think he'll that, that's maintainable right um, yeah. six six rebounds steals have always been pretty good bit of a drop off last season but maybe that's going to come back up 
Um, I like Paul George in the first round. Yeah, it is interesting that the steals were down at 1.1 a game. He's usually one of the best in the league in terms of steals. I'm not sure why that was the case, but I, I would I would make a bet to see that that's coming back up. Uh, I did just sneakily hear you say that 25 points per game guaranteed, so let me just uh, hit this one here. Guaranteed! <laughs> okay, just, it's guaranteed. Lock it in. Yeah, just so we can, we can have that on the record. Uh, 25 points a game. I, I think you can get pretty close to that, if not more. Um, yeah, I just think the outside of Paul George, you've got... All-star Reggie Jackson. Um, and then who else wants to score on this team, really? It's it's not a lot of scores. It's a lot of, like we Luke said... Canard. Luke Kennard. Luke yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, Marcus Morris likes to throw up a shot here and there. But it's it's Paul George's team this year. Um, and, and he's going to be putting it up. I think you've got to punt field goal percentage uh, because I think that will drop without Kawhi there. And even with Kawhi there, he was only putting up 46%. So... I think that's going to drop more towards that 44, 43%, uh, which is going to be a big negative in terms of the amount of attempts that he's going to take, uh, which should see it come up over 20 attempts per game. Uh, but like I said, there's there's lots of options at this point of the draft. There's a lot of good fantasy guys that you can get there. Uh, that's a punt field goal percentage build. So, uh, yep, this is exactly... I actually had him ranked uh, number 12 on the money in my rankings here. So uh, perfectly fine with him going around this spot here. All right, so that's our that's our first round mock draft. We just I just want to take a little bit of time at the end here just to discuss um, any players that were maybe in your top twelve or players that are really close that you considered uh, with those last couple of picks. Is there anyone that you think that I might have uh, missed out on or or um, sort of overlooked? Uh, look, th- th- there's definitely one guy that comes to mind, yep. um, and I felt bad not getting a number twelve because it's my guy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler um, killed it, and look, Carl Lowry could hurt his value a bit. Um, but that being said, he was six overall um, in terms of value per game last season on about 21 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Uh, pretty pretty huge. Two, two steals. Always so reliable in steals, that man. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind that. And obviously, he's a, a very obvious punt three build. Um, it's, it's sort of like his only weakness, really, and maybe the blocks as well, So, uh, which, is a, which is a weird combination. But... Um, one thing for me, for Jimmy, he's getting old. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> last year, before this year, he, he was never really that high. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit... He was. He's definitely a second rounder for me, um, early second round. But before then, when he was ranked fifth, he was 12th, 15th, 10th, 11th, 15th. So yeah, he's, he's always around that, that area. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the other thing as well, I think the big boost for him was the assist. And that's why he jumped yeah. up last season. Yeah. And yes, Kyle Lowry's obviously going there, but Kyle Lowry works a lot off-ball still, and they don't really have any real backup um, guards. I guess they have Kendrick Nunn. That, that'd be interesting to see, but uh, I still Nun- think Jimmy Butler's going to have a lot of the ball. Nunn's on the Warriors now, but I think I think their backup point guard will be uh, Tyler Hero mostly, yeah. um, which is not a big assist guy. So I think, I think yeah, he averaged seven assists. I think that probably drops down to like six, which is not a massive loss, but just something that you probably do need to factor in. It probably is enough to drop him into... You know, from that fifth, sixth spot down to like pick twelve, but it's it's nothing major. It's, and if it's someone that you like, you want to build a, a punt threes team, then then I, I reckon that's fine. I do want to give a shout out to my boy. Uh, it's funny that this is this is happening this way to my boy Jason Tatum, who is um, I think someone who I had ranked uh, inside my top twelve. I actually had him ranked above Paul George, one spot above Paul George at pick eleven. Um, I just think that if we look at his stats over the final sort of 
month or, or uh, I've got a couple of stats here, but the final couple of months of the season, he was definitely inside the top 10. The Celtics had a really, really weird year last year. A lot of COVID things, players in and out of lineups. The team obviously didn't do as well. They've lost Kemba. This is obviously Tatum's and Brown's team. He's still young, still improving. I think the assists are going to improve this year. Again, he might get over five assists a game. I think he's going to score 27-plus points. Um, I think the steals come back up. They dropped off last year, so I, I can comfortably see him being a, a thereabouts of a top 12 player, and I think the, the downside is fairly low. He played 64 games last year, even with a few COVID issues in there, so he is quite durable, so... Just a shout out to you're my not, boy. You're not worried about uh, Schroeder stealing all the shots. Not worried about no Schroeder. What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> this is this is JT's team. Take that. I mean, look, I, I think they're a little bit inflated because uh, Jalen Brown did have a bit of time. He sat out, and um, that's something degree, Jalen Brown's stats are also inflated because I think when um, Jason Tatum was out, I think it was COVID protocols, and Jalen Brown's stats were looking really good. So, yeah, I mean, there was only eight games in there with Jason Tatum missing time, so it wasn't a huge chunk. I think, I think him. Being inflated is more to do with the fact that Kemba wasn't there at the start of the season. He was going crazy, but obviously yeah. Kemba won't be at all there this year. So uh, I, I, do, I do like the improvement slightly in a couple of those guys. Um, and I just think Tatum, like we've mentioned with a few of these guys, very easy to build around. He's actually a positive in every single category except field goal percentage. So... Um, Again, someone you can, if you pet like if you got a if you got a Jason Tatum Paul George pairing on the turn, I think you're doing really really well uh, there. And um, also want to shout out again another real quick one. We won't go into too much detail. Fred Van Vliet. We talked about some field goal percentage punters. If you can get a Fred Van Vliet and um, uh, Paul George or a Fred Fred Van Vliet and someone like uh, Bradley Beal together. I think you've got an excellent punt field goal percentage team to start off with because you're getting lots of steals, lots of assists, lots of points, lots of threes, all those good stuff which those teams need. So uh, I think with Kyle Lowry gone, his assists are going to be very high this year. So um, shout out to Fred. Yep, agreed. Watch out for those assists for Fred. They're going to jump up. Yeah, he was a top 10 player last year in a punt field goal percentage, even with Kyle Lowry there. So there's a little tidbit for you guys. All right, well, we might call it there, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're listening along on Spotify, please give us a five-star review um, and check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening along on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. We're going to put out lots of fantasy videos this this season, and um, we will catch you guys next time. Laters. Laters.